people of Earth, your planet has been destroyed. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Connor McSpadden. Hey everybody, welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Who are you? Hi, I'm Joe Kay. Connor McSpadden still, as much as I wanted this public episode about the gay mafia to be two straight white dudes riffing it up well, I mean, on what on. the conspiracy means, I mean, Connor Connor's, is missing. Connor is questionable. It's, <laughs> come on, come on. You're not entirely. You're not completely. (laughs) You're like one and three quarters straight white man. Yeah, (laughs) that's an excellent point. But yeah, Connor. Last we heard, he sent a text to his mom that said he was in trouble. (laughs) Some black stuff started coming out of his mouth, and he was taken to a hospital in the Ukraine. Yeah, and. Hopefully he'll be back on the show soon, yeah. but the conspiracy widens mm-hmm. as to what's happened to Connor McSpadden. But my guest, Joe Kay, was also with me last week on a Patreon-exclusive yes. uh, episode where we talked about the Lavender Scare, ooh, which spooky. is a precursor to what we're going to be talking about today. Mm-hmm. And we'll recap that a little bit, but if you want to really hear us talk about it- Yeah, if you want to hear us deep dive. Yeah. There's an entire episode about it on the Patreon, mm-hmm. patreon.com slash unpops. And as discussed on last week's episode, full disclosure, we both ate a weed brownie before oh, yeah. we started recording. I still have a quarter of it left that I might just slam a jam right now. You might as well. Yeah. I mean, I ate, I ate all of mine about 10 minutes before you got here. Ugh. and it's, You're really uh, feeling it now. I'm feeling it. I have a DUI class tonight. That'll be fun. But the instructor doesn't take it seriously. Why should I? I've got to host an open mic. This is going to be great. (laughs) We'll be fine. So we're talking about the gay mafia, which is it's it's a the idea that somewhere in Hollywood there exists a group of very powerful gay people who will destroy your career if you cross them. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk a little bit about. I, I think this is something that has its roots in the Lavender Scare, which we did last week's episode about, and it's basically McCarthyism for gay people. It was instead of, hey, are you a communist? If so, we're going to find out and we're going to fire you from your government job. It was that, but for gay people. And thousands of people lost their jobs over it. And <laughs> Joe Kay is struggling to get through that brownie. <laughs> it's so chewy. <laughs> They are very chewy, yes. Oh my god, and you're like the fucking jaws of life. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm here. We're back on track. We're back on track, and my ears are open again. I was literally and Joe Ubered I, I, here. I should add, I did. Yes, no, I, I definitely, I definitely did. I am not driving. Yeah, and I record at home, so I'll be fine. Uh, so yeah, For anybody who gave a shit about, yeah, nobody us. fucking cares. They'd be mad we just didn't do a podcast while driving high. Yeah. Pretty much. Wouldn't that be a great (laughs) podcast? (laughs) No. You should. Oh. Wouldn't it be really fun to have audio of a car accident? Periscope it, man. Uh Not going to periscope shit. Go to the Unpop Snapchat. (laughs) 
That doesn't exist. <laughs> it does, but we don't oh, do it does. shit on it. Yeah, follow us on Snapchat. Yeah. Maybe we'll use it someday. Maybe if enough If people... they give us a TV show, yeah. a Snapchat show, then we'll use Snapchat. Oh, sweet. It's the God. only way we're coming to your platform in any real way, Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah. Put up, put up or shut up, motherfuckers. <laughs> put our handsome faces. <laughs> yeah. We could talk about conspiracies on yeah, Snapchat. We can. Yeah. That's what kids are into these flat days. Flat Earth? Slime and conspiracy theories. We just did a Flat Earth. Or no, we were going to do a Flat Earth episode, but I haven't put the research together yet. But. Yeah, you're going to annoy a lot of people with that. Oh, yeah. boy. A lot oh, of NBA so players. <laughs> so, it's true. So many. No, I know. And it's just <laughs> so fucking sad. It's yeah, really... it's a weird thing. Uh, we're not talking about the NBA or flat earthers. No, we're here to, we're here to talk about the gay mafia. And if I don't get back on track, they will ruin my career. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. But you know, to be honest, if we do get back on track, they might ruin my career. Like (laughs) do it. I'm another one. Just calling out, calling out Brian Singer. Come get me. This one's for the public. I hope you hear this, you fucking weirdo. Oh, man. I'm glad I never went to that party I got invited to. Oh, yikes. Yeah, well, I first moved to L.A., I got invited to a Brian Singer party, and I was nervous about the amount of cocaine. Not even the sexual predator. I was nervous about the amount of cocaine that would be there and feeling peer pressured into doing said cocaine. So I said no. And I'm like, God damn. (laughs) Like, I could have been locked in a cage for 11 years and then, like, been a movie star. Yeah. Like, ugh. (laughs) God damn it. I know. Right? You just, when, he got, when he got tired of me, he could have just let me out of the cage and been like, all right, I'll put you in an X-Men movie. That's right up there with Keith Carey's story about how he was supposed to be on one of the 9-11 planes. <laughs> Wasn't that Keith Carey? I don't remember. I think it was. Is it? If not, everyone spread that rumor Why as if Keith it's true. Why was Keith Carey supposed to be on a, one of the planes that on 9-11 when he was, what, like 12 or 13? I swear he did. He's not that much older than me. I swear he told me that because I I think I I said, yeah, you should have been. (laughs) Ah, Roast battle. I'm just trying to think. That would be, how how does that? eh. Was it Keith Carey? I'll ask him. I feel like it is. I feel like I've heard him talk about this on stage. Now that that you've talked about it, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. That might be a joke of his. So, yeah. The gay mafia. The gay mafia. (laughs) But listen to last week's episode, or I think we've given pretty much the rundown as far as what the Lavender (laughs) Scare was. Yeah, it was McCarthyism for gay people. Yeah. All you have to do, reread the Crucible, and then just apply it to gay people instead of communists. (laughs) There you go. You got the whole thing. Pretty much, yeah. What if Tituba was a fabulous drag queen? (laughs) Who worked for the State Department. I want to see that version of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh my God! No, now I just want to. I I need to like. I need to find a, a baby drag queen that doesn't have a name yet and be like, "You got to be Tituba Crucible." <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Tituba Crucible. <laughs> that would be pretty great, right? Yeah. Oh, that is a good. That's a good drag name. I love that. <laughs> and the difference between McCarthyism mm-hmm. and the Red Scare and the Lavender Scare, as this was called, is this lasted. 40 fucking years. Yeah, yeah. And we certainly, I don't think we're firing people for being communists in large numbers well into the 70s and 80s. And, not, and 90s and now. Yeah, and now. But somehow we federally sanctioned doing that yeah. for 40 years to gay people in this country. Mm-hmm. And I feel like 
the gay mafia conspiracy theory is just sort of another way to do that. Mm-hmm. Or it's just another extension of what fueled the Lavender Scare, which was, hey, all these gay people are having jobs and doing things. How dare they? Like normal people. Let's intervene. How fucking dare they? Yeah. And motherfuckers intervened and thousands of people <laughs> lost their jobs. But eventually they like with like don't ask, don't tell and things like that. Yeah. I can't even call that like. Yeah. It's like we don't want to know. Like that's not yeah you can be cool. gay. Let's just not talk about it. This voice is lasting. Yeah, that voice. This is just my because now this my... all started in the fifties. See, it's just now my general. I work for the government. Voice. Can we let's read everyone the quote from McCarthy? Oh, that oh, you kicked want me to off this last week's episode where. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you want to be against McCarthy, boys, you've either got to be a communist or a cocksucker. <laughs> It's a great line, it's and it's a really good line. I could that that would be in Twelve Angry Men. Like yeah. I feel like, yeah, oh, absolutely. And it's crazy that this was so much bigger in scope compared to the Red Scare, mm. which took down a few hundred people. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. this took down thousands over a, a long period of U.S. history, and we're just now kind of. It's like the fucking Armenian genocide where we're just now like, all right, maybe it happened. Fine. Like there's just now a documentary coming out called The Lavender Scare, which we talked about a little bit last week. But Google around for that. It's like just doing festivals and things right now. Yeah, I'm excited now for this to come out. Yeah, I want to see the documentary. I'm just learning about all this. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I've I've heard the term gay mafia before, but like the whole lavender scare, I had no idea that happened. I was so excited to learn about that. Yeah, and it this just feels like an extension of that, where Mm -hmm. it's mostly just a reaction to gay people getting more and more rights in this country, basically. And it's a it was a negative term, basically. That people, the Wikipedia defines it as a negative term used to describe the alleged disproportional behind-the-scene influence of gay rights groups and the LGBTQ community in politics, media, culture, and everyday life. So already it sounds fucking absurd. It's everything. Politics, media, culture, and everyday life is literally everything. Yeah. So, like, if they wanted to pick one of these things, I'd be like, you know what? You have a leg or two to stand on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if they just wanted to say, I mean, even uh, even though it all is absurd, no matter what you say, but like there, I guess you could have, even if it's a nutcase argument, you could still make one for like, oh yeah, well, they're the gay mafia runs literally just Hollywood and like yeah. nothing else. It's like, yeah. all right, I see where you're coming from. You're wrong, but I see where you're coming from. Right. But it's like, oh, to think that we're infiltrated. And we run everything everywhere. Yeah. Everyday life is on your list. Everyday life. <laughs> Everyday, Everyday life. Everyday life. Yes. And you have to think that what that means to the people who would say something like that mm-hmm. is, oh, well, I bought a fucking box of Rice Krispies last week and it had a fucking flag on it. It had a rainbow flag on it. Why, do, why, why do I have to see that? How do I explain that to my kid? pretty fucking easy to explain that to your kid if you're not a goddamn monster (laughs) holy (sighs) shit but i have to think that's kind of what they mean is like why are gay people allowed to be gay in public yeah why are they allowed to be part of my life yeah which 
goddamn. Yeah. I what don't... a footing to start your conspiracy theory off. Right. On. It's going to be really hard to get the centrists <laughs> over to your side, <laughs> starting with some shit like that. So there was an early use of the term English critic Kenneth Tynan proposed an article to Playboy editor A.C. Spektorsky in late 1967 on the homosexual mafia in the arts. Spektorsky. A.C. Spektorsky. That's, that's, uh, the, the, oh, damn it. I had it and then it went away. <laughs> I had the wording and then it went away. It was something about, oh, is that Saved by the Bell in Russia? Something like that. <laughs> something to the effect of it's Mario Lopez's Russian yeah. equivalent. <laughs> oh, Maybe because no, so Slater was pretty cool and Playboy passed on the article. Right. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, how, good. how progressive for Playboy. Hey. But I also. I feel like they've, oh, like, as problematic as Playboy is, they've always been, I guess about an inch ahead of the curb, you know, like just a little bit, just ever so slightly. It's like, okay, like, I guess you were doing some cool things. No, let me, let me read you AC Spektorsky's quote. I don't know if this is like even an N word situation. You read it, man. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm glad you're letting me say this. This is what he said. Quote, Culture hounds were paying homage to the fagotismo as they never have done before. Wow. Yeah, that was his, when he turned it down, he was like, yeah, but. I mean. You're on to something, kid. I Maybe in a few years. the word fagotismo. Oh, my God. That is. I love that. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a pretty amazing word. I need to make sure that I am presenting a proper amount of (laughs) fagotismo on a daily basis. That's, oh, yes. Yeah, that feels like a word you could just take and own. That's going to be, oh, yeah, no, I'm taking it. That's going to, that's my new, that's going to be my new, like, the name of your first album. That's going to be my new fem, uh, like, hashtag fem life. I'm going to be like, hashtag, hashtag fagotismo, honey. Hell yeah. It was used in the 70s a few times by journalist Stephen Gaines. And this... Oh, I rescind my opinion about Playboy now, by the way. Oh, Playboy's trash. I worked there for a few years. I I tried to be like the cool cool guy who was like, yeah, I guess it's kind of like, you know, they're kind of... Nah, okay. So I rescind all of that. Yeah. Yeah. They're shitty. Journalist Stephen Gaines used the term, but he used it more in not really a derogatory way. He was talking about like all the people who hung out at Studio 54, mm-hmm. and he was using it more in it's just a s- loose social collective or like a social clique of people who all happen to be gay and have a lot of power, and he just called it the gay mafia. Like Just as like an in-passing, like silly little nickname. Yeah. Which, like, you know what? There's a bunch of country music groups who call themselves the music mafia. I'll be honest with you, I don't hate that. You know, I'm like, yeah. you know, that that's not bad. There's yeah. nothing rude He's or just acknowledging that they all are yeah. powerful people yeah. who hang out together. Which, yeah, no, fine. Yeah. Like, that's, there, there's, I don't think the, that entomolo- uh, entomolo- etymology? Et- etymology. Et- etymology, yeah, entomology is what bugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The etymology of that isn't like rooted in hatred. Yeah. So where it starts to kind of be rooted in that is one thing that happened. There was a 2002 Vanity Fair interview. Brian Burroughs 
was the writer of the article. He did the interview. And I mentioned that just because we have a podcast called Misfortune that we interviewed him on for the first episode. Oh, cool. Which was about Lou Pearlman, which... Oh, boy. Man, is that a crazy story. Whoa. And it's it's a really fun episode. Like, it gets it. Like, Brian yeah, Burroughs... i check that out. Brian Burroughs broke the Lou Pearlman pedophilia no story. Way. Yeah. Which is nuts. Because, like, every, he had already, like... People knew he was laundering money right, and, like, right, right. shit like that. Right, right, right. But people were like, we knew no, he was a shitty person. We had no idea he was like a monster, right. like a tried and true monster. Yeah. And Brian Burroughs is the guy who broke that story. Wow. That's incredible. And we interviewed him for that episode. So people should go check that out. Yeah, for real. That's wow. That's fucking cool. And he interviewed this Michael Ovitz guy. Let me pull up the article. It's on Vanity Fair. It's from 2002. So this... This was one of the first places where the idea of a gay mafia operating in Hollywood kind of came to the public light in our, like, in the modern age, I guess. I mean, all the stuff we mentioned before was the modern age. You know Mm -hmm. what the fuck I mean, people (laughs) listening at home. God damn it. You get it. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) But fuckers, go out and read this article. It's on VanityFair.com. It's called Ovitz Agonistes. What? And mm. it's written by Brian Burrow. Shout out to him. And this Michael Ovitz, he was he started this artist management group, which was a company that he invested a lot of money in. He was this high-powered agent or manager and represented all these people like Leo DiCaprio, like really big actors right, and right. shit. And he started this new company that just failed really hard. He invested like a hundred million dollars in it and eventually sold it for 12 million. Oh yeah. Oh, and Oh, that's, he gives this interview in 2002 to Brian Burroughs and kind of, he doesn't imply, he just flat out says that this huge group of gay executives in Hollywood basically conspired to destroy his career And he goes on to call them the gay mafia and names names. And he says so much crazy shit that Brian Burroughs kicks off the article talking about how most of what he said about people like Michael Eisner and, you know, people he had worked at with at CAA, all of these people, like he says, unspeakable things that Brian Burroughs will not publish. And the stuff he does publish is basically Michael Ovitz saying, hey, there's this gay mafia that if you cross them in any way, including you just ran a business and that they invested in and you failed. Because I don't think this isn't a case of him like having said something uh, homophobic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was more him. He in, uh, started a company that a lot of people invested in and it right. failed. Yeah. And he was like, well, because of that. This gay mafia is yeah, out. Blame the homosexuals. To destroy. Find me. yourself a scapegoat. Exactly. And that's one of the first places that this idea surfaces. And it's like if every instance of it was that, I'd be like, wow, maybe <laughs> if it was just you fucked up a business deal and now a bunch of really powerful people make sure you never work again, mm-hmm. I could see that. Like that's not that crazy of a thing. 
but what it's morphed into now, and even that's kind of fucking crazy. Like, and we still haven't seen the things he didn't get published. Mm-hmm. But what it's kind of morphed into now is, oh, well, I said this homophobic thing or I supported this homophobic cause and now people don't want to work with me. There's a gay mafia, which that's like, like if you said something super racist and you got fired from your job for it, you wouldn't come out and be like, oh, there's a black mafia. Well, didn't they did? They did a whole 30 Rock about that. They did a whole did 30 they? Rock episode about like the idea. Well, actually, it was a story arc where uh, Tracy Morgan's character, he's convinced that the black mafia is out to get him. And like, yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the whole gag is that it is true. Like, oh, they yeah. Really, they are out to get him. I forget the reason, like, why they're out to get him. I completely forgot. But it's like, oh, yeah, it's like run by, uh, ironically, at the time, Bill Cosby was like the head Oh, I was of the just going to say, what, what if the, the rape thing was just one mafia executing a hit on the other? Right? Oh. Well, God bless 30 Rock, because they, they did that joke. They were the first. Yeah. I mean, hell, they did, they did that joke yeah. with, uh, about Cosby. They were joking years about it ago. way before you couldn't joke about Cosby raping people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a. Wow. <laughs> what, yeah, what a. They, they, they had some fucking scoops. Yeah, they really, they really had a lot of fun like with that one. I love that. They did that, and then I remember they also did the thing where. Uh, like where it was like a parallel to when Tracy Morgan did those homophobic jokes in his stand-up, and then they paralleled that into the show where oh. Liz is like, "Why did you have to go and piss off the gays? They're the most organized of all the groups." <laughs> and I'm I, like, "Yeah, you know what? She, yeah, she has a fucking point. Probably when that happened yeah. in real life. Oh boy, did we uh, activate?" And like, what's crazy to me is, wouldn't you expect that? Like, wouldn't you expect, if you say a bunch of homophobic shit, most of the gay people in Hollywood aren't going to want to work with you. Oh, but jokes. Jokes. Adam. Oh, yeah. It's all jokes. I forget. It's all jokes. It's just jokes. It's just jokes. Yeah. You know, I didn't say they were good jokes, but it's just jokes. Yeah. Or what if it, but sometimes it's politics. Because yeah. one of the other instances of this happening, mm-hmm. aside from Michael Ovitz, which was in 2002, in 2008. Eight, what? <laughs> hey, what just popped up? I think like a newsletter. A newsletter. Daily Insider Entertainment News. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. It's um, oh god, why can't I remember his name? Yeah, from Black Panther. Black, Black Panther. Yeah, Came they heard what we were talking about and yeah. were like, hey, 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 easy. Dial that shit back. You <laughs> two white the ass Black, motherfuckers. The Black Mafia. <laughs> Yeah, Black Mafia is gone. Oh, no! Oh, no, they found us. <laughs> God damn they're it, they're listening. War, they're going to go to war with the gay mafia now. It's going to be a whole thing. Andy Cohen and King Takala are going to go T'Challa. T'Challa? T'Challa? Well, yep. One of those. Oh, boy. I feel bad now. Oh, I, I feel bad knowing the Black Mafia has been listening this whole time. I remember his fucking name. That annoys me that I can't remember his name. I don't uh, know. So, yeah, there was another case in 2014. Mm. Bill Maher was responding to the firing of a man named Brendan Ike, which you're not going to get a lot of sympathy with a last name like Ike. I'm just thinking Nazi. Ike. Yeah, right now I'm already thinking Nazi shit. He was appointed as the new CEO of Mozilla, 
He's really lucky. He's like his father and his grandfather didn't share the same name, Ike the Third. <laughs> the Third Ooh, Ike. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh man, that would have been off. Brendan rough. Ike the Third. Oh boy, could you imagine? <laughs> wow. Honestly, at that point, I would sort of sympathize with him for that name. Like, oh boy, that's a rough name to have. <laughs> yeah, it's a rough name to have, especially if you want to be in media at all. Like, oh boy, <laughs> you literally have Third Ike in there. Oh boy, no one's yeah. gonna want to work with that. Yeah, you crossed. The, the the Jewish mafia at birth. Oh boy. Oh god, and we definitely know that they well, that's, run real. that's real. That's real. That's one hundred that's you know, I can say as a gay person that the gay mafia doesn't exist, but I could say as a Jewish person that the Jewish one for sure. Like we we for sure run just the way that we we ran the women's clothing industry in like the nineteen fifties. Now we it's all Hollywood. we all ran the garment and we ran the garment district and the jewelry district. Who took it over from you? I can't. I I, I know there's still a hell of a lot of Jewish jewelers in Manhattan. That's like for sure. Yeah, you still you still hear that in like whispers in like Italian like family get-togethers where they'll be like, "Oh, you got to get an engagement ring. Go take it to the Jews in Manhattan. <laughs> Go take it to the Jews. They'll give you a good price." Yeah. So, <laughs> so Ike the Third. <laughs> the third Ike, he got fired almost Im- now. His name is the third yeah. He's Ike. the third Ike now. Um, almost immediately after getting that job, he got fired after it was revealed that he donated a thousand dollars to support Proposition Eight, which was the yeah. the the bill that overturned legalizing same sex marriage in the state in of California. California, which. I point that out all the time when people bring up how liberal California oh, is. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like boy. Iowa never overturned same-sex marriage, and they did it before California. Yeah, I remember uh, I I went to a lot of equal marriage like rallies in New York when I was a teenager, and I remember like a really big point of discussion was like, how can we live in, this, in, in New York City where – Iowa has done it before us. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was a huge part of the conversation where yeah. it was just like, this fucking... And it was kind of elitist, to be to be honest, because they're like, this podunk motherfucking state well, did the- it before us. It's like, yeah, because there's a lot of fucking enlightened college students there. That's the thing. It's that, but it's also in this. I don't know if. Well, this I is... also know a lot of people that are. I know, I have a couple of like friends, like locals of Iowa, that are probably some of the most progressive people I've ever. Known. Oh no, for sure. Yeah, there's definitely that. Because they're very. I mean, there's living... like three colleges. I there. feel like it's, it's a very also like live and let live state. Yeah, like it's very like eh, who cares? It's very who cares. Yeah, I grew up in Peoria, Illinois, like oh, okay. right next to Iowa. Okay. But there's also, and I don't know if people are still calling this a conspiracy or just acknowledging that it happened, mm. but a lot of why Proposition 8 passed in California and why it wouldn't have passed somewhere like Iowa is there are not enough black people in Iowa. What happened in California wow. when Proposition 8 passed is Mormons started targeting black voters who we knew were going to come out because Obama was running in his first election. And they came out and voted for Obama in California, but also a lot of black people voted for Proposition 8 because there is a lot of homophobia in the black community. Oh, for sure. And 
it's an uncomfortable thing to like I tried to put that in a Playboy article and they were like, mm, that's never been proven. It's like, yeah, it kind of has. I uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, st- it's like statistically they t- uh, like well, also not even just black people, but like like gr- people of color in general. There also tends to be yeah. like an ex that extra level of oh my god, you're already marginalized once, and like you're gonna be marginalized again, right? You know, like so, uh, there's always that point of contention. Like I I've noticed, you know, in any of my friends that are uh, any kind of person of color, they've oh, it, their coming out stories have always tended to be a little bit more rough than. Yeah, many I can of imagine. the white white people that I've spoken to, and not not to say that there haven't been uh, many tragic fucking coming out stories of white people to their families. Oh, of course. But like, it's it and and a community. If if like say like for I, I mean, and it's I, I not would... great, but say if my family and they were really cool for what it was worth when I came out, but like had they kind of ditched me or abandoned me, yeah, there was still a huge community of white gay people that would have embraced me and been like, well, we're your family now. Yeah. Whereas like that community gets even smaller when you bring it to like the black gay community, which yeah. is super, I mean, again, there's so much racism in the gay community on, uh, in general. It's yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other. It's almost as if it's, you're just like people oh my God. like the rest well, of the world where it's like, just as if white gay <laughs> people are just equally as terrible as straight white people most of the time you know yeah, like, it's it's yeah and what's i don't we're we're getting a little off track but yeah, i feel yeah, like this yeah, is yeah, 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 yeah. it's a thing trump is counting on is that he's counting on infighting and it's working yeah and it's it's definitely working oh depressing so this, I feel like, is a different sort of example where this feels like exactly what should happen. Yeah. Like, if you were working with this guy and you're a gay person, maybe you're married now, and you find out that your new boss v- donated money to a cause meant to keep you from mm-hmm. getting married because he thinks you shouldn't have that right mm-hmm. because you're not as much of a person as everyone else. Why the fuck wouldn't people band together and be like, fuck, no, we don't want to work with that that. guy. Yeah, fuck that. And I feel like I'm sure a lot of this didn't come from a gay mafia. It probably just came from gay employees at Mozilla who were like, what the fuck? Like, you have to fucking fire that guy. Yeah, and it's also like that foreseeable thing of like, okay, so if he has these views about uh, gay people, like, who's to say, like, that this doesn't run deeper? And, like, right. what if it comes out in, like, not only is he a homophobe, but what if it turns out in five years he's a fucking raging racist? Like, yeah. What if it turns out in five years he hates all Korean people? You know what I mean? Like, right. it's it's like, the, yeah, if, if anybody were to do the exact same thing to any anti-group uh, of anybody, like, they would immediately be, uh, like, fired. Right. So why should it against gay people? Yeah. Why, why should it not get equal fucking response? Yeah. Like if he had donated that thousand dollars to the KKK. I was just about to fucking You know, say, not to keep going back to the most obvious example. Yeah. You'd be fired fucking immediately. Hey, you wanted to say, how about Westboro Baptist Church? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There's one. That's we would be like, why so. wasn't he fired well, also, that's faster? Super, that's super gay. That's super like anti-gay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, oh, wait, that's not an apt comparison because we're <laughs> trying to find equal hatred for something other than yeah 
Well, yeah, but that I feel like the Westboro Baptist Church is just hatred. Well, they're just in hatred general. in general. Yeah. yeah, I feel like well that that's a really that is a yeah. different case. But yeah, I I don't. So that's why I don't get. Let's listen to Bill Maher's response here, which I feel like. Wait, do we have to actually listen to him? Um, yeah, we're gonna do it. Oh God, damn it! Only for two minutes. Is that Nas? Uh, what do you think of the Mozilla CEO having to step down over his donation to Pro Proposition 8 Group? Yeah, the Mozilla, uh, which I'm wearing right now, by the way. I, uh, I didn't know what Mozilla was. I saw it on my computer, but uh, it's, it's Firefox, right? It's the, uh, <laughs> so this guy apparently... I'm too old to know how the internet works. Married, no, you're not. And uh, he had to step down. What do you think of that? The question is... I guess he gave $1,000 eight years ago, and it's come back to haunt him. Well, and he gave it when President Obama right. still was against gay marriage, so I don't think it's very fair. Good point. Also, uh, I think there is a gay mafia. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think if you cross them, you do get whacked. I really do. <laughs> <clears throat> that is Nas, okay. What, so is he joking? Right? <laughs> yeah. What will it take? <laughs> and he turned to Nas and was like, right? Like... Is he no, joking there? Idiot. <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah, we talked about this a little God, bit before. I haven't watched Bill Maher. I haven't watched like a single second or of Bill Maher in two, three years. Yeah. And oh my God, did that just trigger the fuck out of me? Because just like <laughs> his voice is so grating on my soul now. Like, and I never, if you would ask 16 year, 17 year old Joe, like 10, 11 years ago, oh my God, when you were in your late 20s, you're, the sound of Bill Maher is going <laughs> to fill you with rage. I'd be like, no, he's the voice of the people. Yeah. Oh, he's so enlightened. Oh, my God. Fucking idiot. Oh, God. I hate him just as much as I hate 17-year-old me being super <laughs> into him. Uh, yeah, and I can't really tell there if he's just – I mean, he's joking, obviously, but is he joking? It seems no. like he meant that. He's not like it's, it seemed it, like he meant what he was going, saying, uh, uh, right? Like the only reason he laughed it off was because the audience laughed. Yeah, he was saying it like under his breath, like you know what? I think that this does exist. Like maybe it's an unpopular opinion, but I think this exists. And people are like, ah, ha, 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 Bill, and he's like, uh, yeah, I guess I'm joking. And that's fuck him. That's why this just feels like an extension of all the shit that happened from the 50s through the 90s, where it's... Yeah, if the gay mafia was real, he wouldn't have a fucking TV show anymore. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Seriously. Yeah. That's, a, that's an excellent point. And it's like, it's just people wanting to know why they can't just openly hate gay people anymore. Like, why isn't that still okay? And I feel like there are, when it comes to that issue especially, there are a lot of liberal-leaning people who are still kind of struggling with that. And still, like, why can't we, it, that word was just a joke when we were kids, why can't we just keep saying it? Yeah. And it's like, things change, man. <laughs> like, society changes. People frown on Look, different things. here's the thing. I I am not going to sit here and tell you you can't say the word when you're in private by yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you want to say it the same way, the same time I say it, when I'm playing fucking PlayStation, when I'm playing Overwatch, and somebody annoys me, and I don't say it on mic, I say it to myself. I go, oh, fucking faggots. Yeah. Like, let's go. 
That's hey, no one's hearing me. Yeah, no one's hearing me. It's like no one's gonna care. It's when you start saying it out loud all over the fucking place, like an asshole. Are yeah. people gonna be like, hey, maybe you shouldn't say that in public? I do. I do a bit on stage about smoking and racism but it's kind of the same thing where it's sort of like smoking yeah we all you used to be able to smoke anywhere, anywhere. yeah you could smoke at the doctor's I office this. i love this but eventually we were like this is bad what we're doing is bad and we should stop and most of us stopped but some people were like hey man what about my personal freedom and we were like fine you can still do it but do it at home like yeah do it where it doesn't impact other people like you still you hang all the fucking Nazi posters on your wall you want. Just but don't take it to the streets. But they want to flip that coin around and say like, well, then why can't homosexual people keep that right. lifestyle in private in their home? You know, it's their because cho- to them it's still a goddamn choice. Like, yeah. No matter how many times Lady Gaga says it, they still think <laughs> it's a choice. Yes, exactly. So therefore, we're choosing to live this lifestyle in their face, where it's like, right. no, we're just living and fucking and the like asshole. with at least with the smoking argument for sure. Smoking around people can impact them. Like if a person has asthma, there's all sorts of reasons physically. it can physically yeah, impact the people. There's all sorts you. of reasons why you should want to uh, segregate smokers from most of society, right? And I'm sorry, but that you can make the same argument for racists. You can. And fucking homophobes. Like, you and can, to be honest, we'll throw sexism in there as well. Let's throw that yeah. in. Let's throw any kind of ism. You yeah. Know, like, if it's impacting other people's quality of life, you need to keep that shit where it can only impact yours. Like, fucking in the... Either that or take it to a park, man. Mm-hmm. Get a license, take it to a park. Something like that. But... Keep that shit out of our restaurants yeah, and our yeah, fucking buses yeah, and our yeah. subways. That's all. But yeah, if you got a swastika tattoo on your head, fantastic. Wear a hat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wear a hat. I don't want to have to fucking see that. Yeah. That's fucked up because Nazis, fu- like Nazism hurts people. What the fuck is gay people existing hurting? Like it's not They're hurting fragile psyches. Shit. Yeah. They're fragile snowflake psyches, Adam. Yeah. I mean, that's in that, like that, what else could it be? Like, it's just, oh, it's, it's fucking frustrating. Yeah. But the gay mafia exists. Oh, it exists. Yeah. And so Bill Maher definitely thinks so. And you will get whacked. <laughs> get it whacked like a hand job. <laughs> fucking idiot. So he seems to believe that a gay mafia exists. I think this Adam Carolla example is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, this is a really interesting example. The yeah, article we're reading this from is on the rap, and it therap.com, W R A P, and the headline says Adam Carolla on gay mafia. It runs Hollywood and makes comedians' lives suck. Which I don't know. I feel like I've improved the life of all of my fellow comics. <laughs> I mean, at least that's what they tell me. Yeah. I don't know what he said in particular. Oh, he made a joke about Chaz Bono. And and his point is, what are we as a society if we can't make jokes about Chaz Bono and how Chaz Bono looks? Okay. And that's... So we can. Yeah. Um, and th- like this is... 
So it's always like that. This is that moral gray area with it all. Like if it's good, if it's a good joke, a good joke. Right. No one's going to fucking care. Like how many like this is really poignant for right now, because right now there's all of these stories about uh, comedian uh, and roast battler Robin Tran that are going around about like, see, and this is how you appropriately make jokes yeah. about transgender people. And this she's like, this is how you do it. Right. This is how you get it done. And her special just came out, too. And, like, there's a lot of, you know, jokes about being a trans woman in there. And it's like, this is how you talk about it. Because she roast battled Alex Duong, who obviously, if you're going to roast battle, like, it's you go for the low blow. That's the whole point of it. And right. obviously he took low blows at Robin's appearance. And this, and this, But, like, they were good jokes. Right. Good jokes that she's like, yeah, that was good. That was a good joke. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I think there's a a difference between a joke about a person's appearance and like I can see how you can make a joke about someone's appearance and not make it about that. Yeah. Like and that that's kind of the point. Yeah. And I feel like people fall afoul of that and then it becomes this where oh, there's this fucking gay mafia that mm-hmm. won't let us say the things we want to say. And it's like you said it. Like you, yeah. like Adam Carolla said it, and he still got his yeah, fucking podcast. Yeah, like Ugh. what the fuck? What like what happened? That was so bad, and like people, like there's you're allowed to say things, but there's consequences for things. But I, apparently, Adam Carolla does believe there is a gay mafia. We learn in this article, though, that it doesn't necessarily mean he has a problem no. with gay people. Hmm. <sighs> I think he does. If I think, I think he kind of does. I don't have a problem with it. They've just turned into a mafia and demanding everyone apologize for every joke and retract every statement. That's yeah. not. That's not true. No, it's that's not. one. That's just bottom line. Not true. Yeah, because there are people out there. Like I think Anthony Jeselnik is a good <clears throat> example. He's a great example of someone who writes jokes that. If like the uninformed observer would look at him and go, well, why is this guy not yeah. getting in trouble? Because people who recognize comedy recognize good comedy. Well, like the, the say another, I, I feel like another kind of more like on the nose example is like Jim Norton. There, like yeah. that's somebody who makes oh, so many jokes. He like openly uses, still uses the word tranny to my knowledge, which I I don't know if he's changed that, that right. stance, but like no one really seems to go after him at, and, and, right. and I'm not saying anybody should I'm not saying anybody right. should he's fucking funny and he knows how to yeah. make a write a good because jo- always at the end of it he's one of those people where he's the bad guy at the end of the day right which is and that's kind of Anthony Jeselnik yeah too. yeah he knows he's a monster yeah and, and he smiles his way through it yeah and that's the thing like if I, I hate that notion that when someone says something that blows up on the internet it's all of a sudden oh the PC police the gay mafia. I will the- say I kind of understand the idea that not so much the gay community, but the quote unquote call out community in general can tend to not, especially when it comes to comedians. It's like, first of all, 
I, I stand with there should never absolutely anybody should be able to record anything that's at an open mic ever. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Do you know how many of my good friends I've heard say the most monstrous things? <laughs> Do you know how many monstrous things I've said at an open mic thinking like, oh, this might be funny. No, it yeah. isn't. Oh, boy, that's problematic. And I can't say that. Yeah. If that had got like, if some of like, the things if that I've said about gay people, like, if some of my own gay jokes got out there into the world, like when they're just newborns in my hands and I'm just trying to tiptoe my way around it, I would be the gay mafia would have my head. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. The thing, if you're a fan and you go to like, if you're just an audience member at yeah. an open mic, like Please. you got to understand, you're you're like watching the McRibs get made. You're like, going to see some unfortunate stuff. Don't, don't take any pictures without anybody's consent if you're at an open mic or even a comedy show for that matter. Stop taking pictures of people and for God's sake, stop taking videos of people. Unless even it's, it's Hannibal on... Burris telling you that Cosby raped a bunch of women. Okay, fair. <laughs> but but like, don't put it on your Snapchats. Don't put yeah. it on your Instagram stories. You think it's temporary. It's not. People are holding on to this shit. Yeah. Like, come on. Let us work out our shit. You want us to have the good, like, the, all joke, every joke, no joke is born perfect. All no, jokes are no. born very imperfect, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I can't tell. It does, I mean, it, I guess it does seem like Adam Carolla does have some issues. Uh He's no, he's just of the era of straight white male comic that used to be able to get away with whatever they wanted to say, you know, whatever they wanted to yeah. say, you know, and he's, you know, he, I put him in the same category as like Jerry Seinfeld. It's like he's an old white man who's pissed he can't say all the things he wanted to say. And they, they're pissed because they have to write new jokes. Yeah. Yeah, and they I have don't to find new new grounded tread and which is like, oh, poor fucking baby. I know. That yeah, that's what bothers me. It's like ev- every things change over the years and you sometimes you have to change yeah. with them. And I I really hate when you see people on the left make that argument as if that's not like that's what a lot of the shit on the right is rooted in is this sense of traditionalism and well things have always been this way why can't they always be that way if you want if if you make that argument you're kind of backing up that argument on the right right when they're like well why can't we still have separate water fountains and shit like that like what's what's the fucking problem like you would that would explode heads if someone came out with that suggestion but we can still be like, yeah, why can't we make gay people fucking piss in the parking lot or something and keep them away from the kids? It's yeah. like, shut the fuck up and just like die already or accept that things change. Ugh. Yeah. But there's no gay mafia. No, there is none. Like- this, is a, this is one of those rare episodes that I went into. Like normally I'll get through the notes and I'll think about it and I'll like read it out loud and like really take it in and be like – all right, maybe Elvis did fake his death and flee to Argentina. I would love to come back and do one of those. Like I, one of these that is like a possible, <laughs> like an actually possible one. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would love to have my mind blown. The Elvis one is one of my favorites. I've done an episode on it. but I got to listen to that. I definitely think Elvis fled to Argentina Whoa. on some FBI witness protection shit. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's really the ideal ending to his career Ugh. because he was so into law enforcement and justice. <coughs> and for him to go out on top and just working a police investigation to bring down the people who stole $400,000 and an airplane from him. Wow. 
That's yeah, great. Lord, yeah. Like that's Elvis going out exactly the way Elvis would want to go out. And then he just goes ass, to yeah. Argentina and does a bunch of drugs the rest of his life. Yeah. Hangs out. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty great. Uh, so yeah, the gay, mo- that's, that's the gay mafia. Episode. Yeah. How long have we been recording? I, I feel like we've been going. Oh yeah. We've been ranting. This and was raving. longer than the last episode. Oh wow. We've been ranting and raving. Like, <laughs> or I should say I've been ranting and raving. Yeah. I mean, we both ate those weed brownies. Yeah. Oh boy, those are good. Do we even do? Do we shout out the... to the magical butter machine? Oh yeah, the magical butter machine. They sent me one in exchange. I, I wanted it, and I said, uh, "Will you let me have one if I talk about it on a podcast?" And they said yes. And oh my god, I'm glad I asked because it makes the best weed butter, and it's very easy. And I don't get any money for telling you that. I just got a magical butter machine. And I got Joe, Joe K high on a brownie. Yeah, he did. What are you looking at on the I'm notes? I'm just trying to make sure that we... we got through these notes, but it's all Corolla, you know, being uh Well, oh, I'm an ally. I did this once. Like I have gay yeah. friends. That's essentially what he's saying is I can't be homophobic. I have gay friends. Yeah. And his quote about reasons gays should marry, uh his words. One, they're American. Two, they pay taxes. Three through five, so they can shut the fuck up. Yeah, how dare we demand rights? And it's like, that just feels like another thing where he's like, why do I have to see it? Why do I have to see it? And it's like, because it's not... I don't want to be lying fucking... on my deathbed and realize gay marriage and legalization of marijuana is all I discussed in the last half of my life. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you Are mean that thing that keeps... in on your fragile white male life? <laughs> oh. Oh. There are so many people in prison over marijuana right now. Fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, fuck Adam Carolla. <laughs> fuck Bill Maher. Fuck Adam Carolla. Fuck, fuck this. <laughs> but we are pro-gay mafia in case there is one. Yeah, if there is one, hire me. <laughs> yeah. And then you hire me. Yeah. If, yeah. You're an ally. Yeah. I'll make sure. I want to chain migrate into the gay mafia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's our episode. Yeah. What do we have to plug? This is a free episode. So just okay. a reminder, you can get an entire episode about the Lavender Scare with me and Joe K that we recorded last week on yeah. Patreon and a bunch of other episodes of this podcast that you have not heard and all our other podcast bonus episodes. You get it. Patreon.com slash on pops. And uh, I think that's it for now. Joe, what do you got? Oh my God, I'll do, this is the free one. I'll do all the, all the plugs here. Um, you could find me on social media at Joe Charles K uh, on all the things. I'm also hosting a brand new podcast on the Unpops network called OK Work. It's a, uh, <laughs> what? Uh, that was the well, Howard Dean scream. Oh, she's <laughs> super that's, loud. That scared, yeah, my ears. It was just that scared, that scared <laughs> the shit out of me. Oh my God. Okay, let me, whew. Magical butter machine. Yeah, Pick one magical up. butter machine. Let me let me <laughs> press rewind on my nose. Uh, and I'm hosting <laughs> a brand new podcast on the Unpops Network called OK Work, and it's a uh, recap show of RuPaul's Drag Race, the greatest television show ever in history. Um, and uh, yeah, episodes start on September 11th, and you can follow uh, that Instagram at OK Work Pod. Uh, oh, and one more thing. You've heard this plug before if you're a fan of Unpops, but if you live in the L.A. area or are visiting, I host a great weekly comedy show called Canteen Points every Thursday at The Good Night in North Hollywood. That's The Good Night at 1072-1 Burbank Boulevard every Thursday. 
7.30 p.m. 7.30. I've done that show. It's fun. Yes, yes. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get out of here. Joe, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. People of Earth, your planet is out to be destroyed.